Welcome to Real Testaments. The messages shared at Church of God Mission International, Church for Real. We trust God that through this message, your life will be transformed and you will receive grace to influence your world. God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Turn with me if you have your Bibles or you have your gadgets with you as we look at the scripture this morning. I'm going to be reading some couple of scriptures by the grace of God. I want you to be patient with me. I want you to be patient with me and also I want you to follow me meticulously. Let's read Acts chapter 20. I will first of all read there. Acts chapter 20 verse 32. This morning I want to talk about Jesus Christ, the bringer of grace. Jesus Christ, the bringer of grace. Jesus Christ brings grace. Hallelujah. Firstly, let me read Acts chapter 20 verse 32. It says, Now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Praise the Lord. So the only instrument that has the capacity to build you up is the word of his grace. Hallelujah. Like I mentioned when I was praying, faith comes by hearing. And when you hear the word of God, you receive faith. The only way your faith can be built, the only way you can live a victorious Christian life is if you hear the word of God. So, the more of the word you hear will determine how built up you will be as a believer. Hallelujah. Like we saw or read during the leader's training this morning in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. It means you need to say it all the time. So the word of God must not leave your mouth because the word of God is Jesus Christ. According to John chapter 1, the Bible says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst men. Without him was not anything made that was made. So the world, W-O-R-O-L-D, was created by the word, W-O-R-O-D. And Jesus Christ is the word. So if you want to create, what instrument should you use? You use the word. And for you to use the word, you must have the word. So it is the volume of the word that you have that will determine the level of the faith that you are going to have. So if your faith is small, it means that your word, the word in your life, it is small. Hallelujah. The Bible says Jesus Christ was tempted in all areas. How did he overcome all the temptations? He spoke the word. Jesus spoke the word. Man shall not live by bread alone. Okay, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So the only way man can live is by hearing the word of God. So if you stop hearing the word, you start to deteriorate. 
if you stop hearing the word, you start to reduce, you, stop, you start to decline. So for you to increase in your spiritual walk with God, you must constantly hear the word of God. Because you see, it is psychological, it is sociological. It is what you hear that you automatically become. Hallelujah. It is what you hear that you are conscious of. It is what you hear that you automatically just align with or align to. It is what you hear that you adopt as a human being. So if you keep hearing negative words, if you keep hearing words that are not, you know, that does not make sense or that are meaningless, chances are you will be doing those things. So words are powerful. Words are powerful. Hallelujah. I haven't said that. Let's look at the book of John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Like I said, the topic is Jesus, the bringer of grace. John chapter 1, verse 17. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through who? Jesus. The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus. So Jesus Christ is the bringer of grace. Jesus Christ is the one that has given us grace, and it is by grace that we have been saved. Hallelujah. It is grace that has saved us. What is grace? Grace, you can call grace as unmerited favor. Unmerited favor, as in the favor that you receive that you do not qualify for. In other words, grace is something that you did not apply to receive. So when we talk about grace, we are talking about what God did through Christ so that you can have eternal life. What God did through Christ so that you can have eternal life. Jesus Christ is the bringer of grace. Without grace, you cannot live a successful Christian life. A lot of believers are struggling today because they think that it is by works. Let's look at the book of Ephesians. Hallelujah. Or let's first of all read John chapter 3. Let me show you something in John chapter 3. The life that we are living is a very, very spiritual life. John chapter 3, let me read for you verse 5. Jesus was talking to Nicodemus. He said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Verse 6 says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel, I say to you, you must be born again. So you must understand that the life that you are living now is not a physical or carnal life. I said here two weeks ago that it is dangerous for you to apply, you know, spiritual, um, 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 for you to use carnal methods to handle spiritual matters. When it comes to spiritual matters, they must be handled spiritually. And the truth of the deal is you are a spiritual being. You are born again, and the day you became born again, your natural self died. Your natural self died. That self that had the appetite to commit sin died. We are going to be seeing some of those things here this morning. The self that had the appetite to do things that were 
you know, inimical to God died. So what came alive? What came alive was the life of God that has the capacity and the ability to resonate with God. Nicodemus was asking Jesus, he said, how can these things be? Can I go a second time and be born by my mother? But Jesus Christ said, listen, the wind blows where it wants to blow. You know, so is everyone that, and you cannot tell where it's coming and where it's going. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. If you are born of the Spirit, it means that you now have a license to relate with God. Hallelujah. You have a license to relate with God. Praise God. Now let's look one more time. Let's look at grace. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. Please, like I said, be patient with me. We are going to be looking at a lot of scriptures this morning. If you, if you are there at the projector, you can give me Ephesians chapter 2. Let me read verse 8. Jesus is the bringer of grace. Jesus is the bringer of grace. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that not of yourself, it is the gift of God. So it is the grace of God that have saved you. How is it a gift? It's a gift because you did not ask for it. You did not apply for it. God gave it to you. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Even before you were born, the Bible says that the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world, which means even before, you know, God started laying the foundation of this world, there was a plan that was well orchestrated. There was a plan that, were, that was well articulated, which means that a time will come when man will be God incarnate on the earth, where the life of, of God will be living in the life of man. In other words, man will become joint heads with God. Not just, you know, a relationship, but a relationship that has to do with joint heads, which means what belongs to Jesus is the same thing that belongs to you. So if God loves Jesus, it means God loves you. If whatever is given to Jesus is the same thing that is given to you, the same authority that Jesus Christ has, is the authority that you have. So if demons cannot oppress Jesus, it therefore means that demons cannot oppress you. If demons saw Jesus and they said, Oh, Master, why have you come to torment us before your time, before our time? It means that when demons see you, it's the same thing that should happen. The Bible says that the name of Jesus, every name must bow. Now, if you are in Christ, the Bible says, If any man be in Christ, if any man be in the anointing, if you are in Christ, it therefore means that the same power that resonates from Jesus is the power that you should resonate. What cannot kill Jesus cannot kill you. I hear some people say, oh, I don't know. I can just die suddenly. Listen to me. Jesus did not die suddenly. Hallelujah. Can I have a witness? Did Jesus Christ die suddenly? The Bible says he laid down his life. The life that Jesus Christ lived was a purposeful life. He wasn't killed. Jesus purposefully died on the cross to save you and I from the clutches of death. If Jesus Christ died a purposeful death, you will die a purposeful death. You cannot die suddenly. 
whether by accident or you die in sleep or hypertension kills you, that is a lie from the pit of hell. What cannot kill Jesus cannot kill you. Can I have a witness this morning? Hallelujah. Jesus is the bringer of grace. I know we live in a world that is so populated with a lot of corruption. When I mean corruption, I'm not talking about somebody stealing money. I'm talking about corrupt conversation. People say all kinds of things. And I see Christians mingling in the same type of conversation. And because of that, they are so reduced to a non-entity. Listen to me, you are born of a giant. The child of a giant cannot live like an ant. You must have the characteristics of a giant. You must have the characteristics of a giant. The Bible says it that is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Listen. There is no problem that has the ability to bring you down. All problems are supposed to be under your feet. Whoever told you that problems will come. Yes, I believe that problems will come. But because of the advent and the birth of the new creation, problems are under our feet. Hallelujah. They are not meant to kill us. They are meant to be dealt with. Hallelujah. You must have this kind of thinking. It's very important that you must think and resonate in this frequency. It is very, very important. If you read down, the Bible says, it's none of works, least any man should boast. Listen to me, you are who you are today, not because of, the, of anything that you did, but because you only believed. You only believe. And Jesus Christ was talking. He said, believe. If you look at all the miracles that Jesus Christ did, he didn't put work or labor on any of the recipients. He only told them to believe. In short, the ones that believe instantly receive their miracle. Listen to me, we are in the dispensation of grace. What that means is that you have access through faith to collect. You have access through faith to collect. Because what grace has given you, you need to access through faith. That's true. And what is faith? Faith is when you believe in what Jesus or in what God says. It's as simple as that. Once you believe, you must believe. A lot of Christians are living worse than unbelievers. You know why? Because they do not believe. Believe is not, oh, I believe, I believe. Believe is when you do. That is faith. Jesus Christ was given an example. Two, you know, sons. And the father came and said, I want you to walk in my field today. The other one said, mm -mm, I'm not going. And the father left him. And he went to the second son and said, I want you to walk in my field. That one said, I will go, but never, he didn't go. The one that said, I will not go, was the one that went. And Jesus Christ asked, who is the better son? The one that obeyed. The one that obeyed. What Jesus needs from you is for you to obey. Only believe Jesus Christ was talking to Martha in the book of John chapter, chapter 11 verse 40. When Jesus Christ told them, he said, where have you laid Lazarus? And they said, 
there they took Jesus Christ to the place, to the tomb. And Jesus Christ said, roll away the stone, open it up, let me have access. And Martha said, Master, he's been, he's been dead for a while now. If we open up this place, this tent, you may not be able to stand it. And Jesus Christ said, woman, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of the Lord? Do you believe? Hallelujah. Do you believe? You cannot believe in Jesus Christ and you believe same, same time in, 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 in sudden death. You cannot believe in Jesus Christ and you believe same time in sickness. That you, sickness has the propensity to kill you. You cannot believe in Jesus Christ and you believe that witches and wizards, village people can deal with you. You cannot believe in Jesus Christ and you believe that demons and evil spirits can oppress you. Listen to me. What killed your father cannot kill you. Because maybe your father did not believe in Jesus. If you believe in Jesus, you are a carrier. You are a thunderbolt. You have anointing that can dissolve and kill anything. The Bible says the unction that you have received. You don't need any man to teach you anything. What do you need? You are a destroyer of every enemy of God. You must understand that fact. Love you come to church, but you don't believe in Jesus. It is obvious. Once you believe in Jesus, your conversation, I will know. God will know. We are talking kingdom business here. Hallelujah. Kingdom business is very key. You must know who you are. That is the number one. Do you think the number one temptation that, Jesus, that, we, that the devil will bring your way? Is to test you to see if, if you will eat. It, it, maybe you are a man. Is to see if you will fall uh, temptation or fornication or adultery. All those are not temptations. They are not. Or to test you with money. No. The first temptation is the temptation of identity. I repeat. The first temptation is the temptation of what? Identity. When he met Jesus, the first thing he said was, If, how can you... How can you put a condition to sonship? He said, if you are the son of God, turn this stone to bread. And Jesus Christ said, listen to me, devil. I don't need to perform a miracle to prove who I am. I know who I am. The Bible says, the spirit inside of us cried and shout, Abba, Father. Somebody following me this morning. How can you explain to the world that your father is the one that gave birth to you? You just know. Because in medicine, there's all called DNA. In short, when the Bible was talking about the seed of God, it was talking about the spermatozoa or the semen of God. The semen of God. It, it, you see, what, you, what gave birth to you is the semen of God. The DNA of God is the same DNA that flows in your system. The same DNA that flows in your system. I don't need to pray and I will sleep. No witch can near me. The other day, long time ago, growing up in faith, a certain young man met me. He said, ah, I don't sleep. I don't pray last night before I sleep. I don't feel sleep when I saw that they press me. Listen to me, that you are talking about works. You are saved by the grace of God. 
The spirit of the Lord lives in the inside of you already. Whether you pray before you sleep or you wake up and you did not pray has nothing to do with the action. The spirit of the Lord lives in the inside of you. Somebody said, because I did not pray this morning, that is why I lost the contract. That is not true. It is the standard of the world that equates works to action. That equates works to action. The Bible says, I know somebody will say, okay, it, are you saying we don't need to do anything? I will explain all of that. But I'm trying to let you know that life is not by works. The people in the world need to sweat. And I told you here that when God cursed Adam, he told Adam, before you go eat, you go sweat. But when Jesus Christ came, that curse was reversed. You don't need to suffer before you can prosper. Jesus Christ has tidied up all of those things. You don't need to suffer. They met Jesus Christ. I'm talking about kingdom dominion. They met Jesus Christ. And they said, it's time for you to pay tax. And Jesus Christ told one of his disciples, go and cast the hook in the, in the, in the river. And the first fish you caught, you, you cast, cut it into two. The money there, use it to pay tax. Who put money inside fish? Who put money inside fish? The time has come for we to have a very strong faith. A very strong faith. Some of you, you don't have money in your bank account. You already, your body don't shake. Your body don't shake. How am I going to survive? Come on. Who put money inside fish, Bele? They say, who dash monkey banana? Now God, now he dash and banana. Now God. We must believe in miracles. Miracles still happen. They still happen. God is a God that produces divine favor. People are getting jobs that they did not apply for. They get a phone call. Who says you must sweat? Who says you must sweat before that miracle comes? It's not by works. When I understood the concept of grace and the concept of the kingdom, I lean on Christ. If you are not leaning on Christ, something is wrong. Hallelujah. The Bible says it is not by works. Least any man should boast. Do not boast. The world can boast in whatever thing they need to boast with. But in Christ, you boast in Christ. Look at verse 10. He said, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for every good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So when God decided to create something, you were the one that God created. You are perfect in the sight of God. When God looks at you, what he sees is the finished work of Christ. Hallelujah. You are not work in progress. You are a finished work. Hallelujah. Somebody did not hear me. Jesus Christ has finished the job. All you need to do is to believe and live, therefore, in it. And live, therefore, in it. People make all kinds of blunder. All kinds of blunder as far as Christian race is concerned. And they tell you, I'm work in progress. Jesus Christ has finished the job. Which job are you working on again? He has finished the job. He has finished the job. 
The Bible says that he's the propitiation for our sin. What does that mean? He's the attorney. He's the one that died. He's the high priest that performed the sacrifice. And the Bible says he did it once and for all. First John chapter 2, 1 and 2. He did it once and for all. Not just for us, but for the sin of the whole world. And who did he perform that sacrifice to? To God. Listen, grace is a gift. Very quickly, let me give you a few characteristics of a gift. Number one, a gift is something you do not work for. Grace is given to you. You don't need to work for it. You didn't work for it. If a gift is given to you, that is why it's called a gift. You didn't work for it. A gift is what you did not ask for. Most times, some of you receive gifts. For example, thank you all those that gave me gift on my birthday and all the phone calls. God bless you. To be honest, some gift, I didn't expect anything. But it came. So I didn't work for it. I didn't ask for it. It came. And sometimes you don't even need to pray for a gift. It just shows up. So you need to understand the characteristics of grace. It just shows up. You don't need to pray for it. A gift is something you did not pay for. It's freely given to you. You did not pay for it. It is free. And also a gift is something that will not be taken back from you. Most times when people give out gifts, they don't come back to say, give me back. The only time I hear such things is maybe a boy and a girl, they are dating. And they break up. The next thing the boy will go meet and say, all the gifts I gave to you, give me back. That shows the immaturity of the boy anyway. Because if you understand the concept of the gift, and the girl says, some of them go, mumu, go, they look for the gift, one gift, one. Gift we man give to you when I, you know, they do jolly jolly. I love you, I love you. Now he say, give me back. Truly, you will not go and bring that. What if you, if you don't use the gift and it cannot be found? I beg, if somebody gets sense. <laughs> a gift cannot be taken back. If you understand the characteristics, it's a gift. The only thing that can be taken back is if it was borrowed. Are you getting it now? You say, borrow me money first. I'm lending. But if it's a gift, it's a gift. A gift can only be lost or misplaced by the receiver. A lot of you are not enjoying grace because you do not believe in it. Now listen to this number eight. A gift is efficacious when it is used or activated by the receiver. So the only way a gift can be working is if the receiver activates it. So I recall there was a story told by a man of God in the 60s. Then the prosperity message was seriously downplayed. And so this man of God was given a car. I think he missed this Benz at that time. And so because the mindset he had was that car is not from God, it's from the devil, he now went to park the car in the garage or in his compound and never drove the car. 
So because he did not drive the car, he never enjoyed the car. So who lose? Is it the one that gave the gift or the one that received the gift and did not use it? The one that received the gift and did not what? Use it. So the efficacious, the, 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 the efficacy, sorry, the efficacy of a gift can only be activated by the receiver. So God has given you a gift, and that gift is this gift of grace. So if you are not using it, it's your fault. Now listen to this. The glory of a gift is found in the receiver, not the giver. So God is not the one that needs grace. You are the one that needs grace. Not be so. So grace can only be found at, in terms of glory when the receiver uses grace. If a gift is not efficacious in the life or hand of the receiver, you do not blame the giver. When a gift has been given and it is not working, it is not the receiver's fault, uh, giver's fault, it could be that the receiver does not know how to use that gift. Hallelujah. A man of God once told a story about another man of God who was having some issues. As he was having some issues, he met this man of God, and this man of God gave him a book and said, go and read this book. All your answers are in there. And this one took the book and went to put it in his cupboard and never read the book. Few years later, the same problem persisted. And he met the same guy and said, ah, this thing I told you the other time is still not working out. What's up? And the man said, I gave you a book when we spoke. Have you read the book? And he said, no, I've not read the book. He said, go and read the book. All these, your problems and all these answers, I mean questions, are all in the book. And so the guy went back, dusted the book, and started reading the book. As he was reading the book, he discovered that all the problems that he had for years, all the answers were all in the book. And immediately he got liberated. Listen to me, child of God. If I do a census of the number of people who studied the scriptures, I will be shocked by the result. A lot of your issues are not issues. The reason is because you are not following Christ enough. You are not following him, even the letter. You are not following him to the letter. What he says you should do and what he says you should not do, you don't know. Listen, ignorance is a disease. Is the biggest disease. If Jesus had not known that he is the son of God, he would have just jeopardized the reason why he came. Is somebody with me? The same thing happened to Eve. The Satan met Eve and said, God knows the day you shall eat of this fruit, you shall be like him. Eve was already a god. It was not the fruit that would transform, transform her into a god. And Eve looked at the fruit and said, oh, this fruit will make me wise. The lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, they were all brought into play. And Eve took the fruit and ate the fruit. And the next thing, the nature of sin was activated. Who told you that you are naked? Who told you you are not blessed? Who told you you are cursed? Why do you believe the devil more than believing Jesus? You are blessed not because you fasted for seven days. You are blessed because Jesus Christ rose from the grave. 
Who is telling you to fast for seven days before you will get blessed? Why are you killing Jesus Christ a second time? Why? Jesus only said believe. Why can't you believe? You don't want to believe. You want to do it by works. You are struggling. You think it by works. No, it's not by works. Jesus Christ has dealt with death. He has dealt with sickness. He has dealt with all the issues of life that you are struggling with. All you need to do is to believe. Do you believe? Now, now listen. Let me show you something. Let's go to the book of John. John Jesus' encounter with the Samaritan woman. Now, look at verse 5. John chapter 4, verse 5. So he came to the city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Verse 6. Now, Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, seen, being weary from his journey, sat tossed by the well, and it was about the sea's hour. A woman of Samaria, that verse 7, a woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, give me to drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Verse 9. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Verse 10. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God. This is the emphasis. Listen to verse 10. This is deep. Very deep. Listen. Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who is who, who says to you, give me a drink, you would, you, you, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Now, let's pause there. Let's go to verse, verse 15. Then the woman said to him, sir, give me this water that I may not test nor come here to draw. Verse 16, look, this was Jesus. This is what Jesus told to her. This is deep. My God, you must catch this revelation. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray today that you open the eyes of the understanding of your children and they will grab this revelation one time in the name of Jesus. Look at verse 16. Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. Verse 17, and the woman answered and said, I have no husband. And Jesus said to her, you have well said, I have no husband. For you have, you have had five husbands, and the one you are, whom you now have is not your husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, in that you spoke truly. Listen to these children of God. Jesus told her in verse 10, if you know who is talking to you, this person has the capacity, this person has the ability to give you living water. Now, coming down to verse 18, Jesus said, you've had five husbands, five. And the man that is living in your house now is not your husband. Why will Jesus Christ give living water to a woman who have had five husbands and he's living with a man that is not the husband?
The Bible says the gift and calling of God, they are without repentance. God, this, is, this is a clear case of grace. Listen to me. God has blessed you. The reason you are where you are is because you are not activating the law of grace. You are, you are attaching it to different things that God is not even looking at. A woman that have had five husbands, and I don't know more what was have happened in those marriages, but you can actually deduce at Jews and conclude that this woman was an imperfect woman for her to have had affair with five husbands, and to make matter worse, she was living with a man that she was not married with. She was cohabiting. But Jesus Christ said, if you know who they talk to you and you believe in this guy, this guy will give you living water. What are you passing through? Who think, why are you so, you are so, you are so dumb in your thinking. You think that it is what you did in the past that is making God to run away from you. Some of you will think that it is because of what you did in the past. That is what is responsible for your present predicament. But listen to this, Pastor Patrick. This same woman said, I perceive you are a prophet. And when, when they kept talking, the woman said, no, Wahala, after all, when Jesus Christ come, the Messiah come, he will teach us all things. And Jesus Christ said, the guy that is talking to you, now me be this. After that encounter, the woman left, read the scripture, the woman left her water and the jar and ran into the city to go and tell the men and the women, I have seen a man that have told me everything I ever did. And there was revival. Scripture records that they held Jesus Christ for two days. Two days. The man not come out. Two days. Why did Jesus Christ not bring that koboko and start whipping the woman? You imperfect woman. Why? You are so useless. Why? Who will give you living water? Why? You are, you, 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 in short, people like you, you, you don't qualify to reach the gate of heaven. Why? Why did Jesus Christ not lash her? This is the message of grace. People say the message of grace is so lenient. But you see, let's read John chapter 1 again, verse 17. He said, the law came with Moses. What was the law? The law is an eye for an eye. You sin, now you die. It was, give it to me, I give it to you. But Jesus came with what? Grace and truth. What is grace and truth? It's what I'm talking about. It's no longer you give it to me, I give it to you. It's you give it to me, I love you. I pray for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the message of grace. The Bible says, come boldly. Come boldly. How can you be living in the dispensation of grace? And you are dying in silence. Why? How can you be living in the dispensation of grace and you want to commit suicide? When Jesus Christ has told you, come, I will deal with the matter. Come. I know what you are passing through. Come. It's not about how strong or how weak you are. Let us activate the law of grace. That's what I call it. 
Let's rise up on our feet. Time is fast spent. I'll continue next week. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is the bringer of grace. Hallelujah. He's the bringer of grace. Jesus is the bringer of grace. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. What matters is do you believe? Listen, when that woman stood up, she ran into the city. And do you know, the same woman, the same woman that had five husbands and was living with another man, that woman, Jesus Christ, used her to preach the gospel. That same woman wants souls. The Bible says that city, Saika, they were all converted. They said, oh, you are a man of God. We believe in you. Who told you that you cannot win souls the way you are? Who told you that you cannot pray the way you are? Who told you you cannot see God the way you are? The veil has been torn into two. The veil has been torn. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffer a violent and the violent take it by force. That veil that only the holy that, that separated the high priest from the holy of holies. Only the high priest could see when Jesus Christ dies. Hallelujah. We now have access to the holy of holies. God is saying come to me the way you are. Come to me the way you are. And the devil is saying, don't go, he will kill you. 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 Only believe. Only believe. Listen to me. Jesus Christ brought grace and truth to you. God is not angry with you. God will not be angry with you. He will stimulate his anger on judgment day. Hallelujah. But for now that you have life, he's not angry because he has created you in his image and likeness. Grace, I mean grace, this is grace activated 101. Grace activated 101. You have to enjoy grace. It is not of him that will it. It is not of him that run it. It's of God that shows mercy. In the name of Jesus, those of you looking for jobs, this week, grace is activated. You shall receive a phone call. That phone call is not going to test your intelligence. That phone call is leading to that dream job. In the name of Jesus, those of you waiting earnestly to get that contract, the time of struggle has ended. In the name of Jesus, those of you waiting on the Lord for the fruit of the womb, your womb is activated today because Grace and truth came with Jesus, not with the law. God cannot punish you because of what you did in the past, because the blood of Jesus has given us access to God. Praise God. Lift up your hands and shout hallelujah. And pray in the name of the Lord. Grace and truth, grace and truth, grace and truth, grace and truth, hallelujah. Praise God. This message was brought to you by Church of God Mission International. Church for Real. For more information, log on to our website at www.churchforreal.org. Church for Real. Influence your world.